Hi, Claudia. How are you? Hi, Steph. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Thank you so much. How are you? Well, I'm excited to continue the conversation that we had last time. Um, you know, we spoke about your journeys, right, and going to study abroad and how that experience shaped you, right, and everything that you've learned over there. And I loved, I loved hearing your story. Um, it made me kind of want to study abroad one day. So I think that's super cool. Thank you for sharing those experiences. And now for, for this conversation, we're going to talk about you coming back from there in France, right? Where you're in France. And now we're going to talk about what happened next, right? What, what was the next part of Claudia Espinosa's life, right? <laughs> so um, now you came back, right? And you graduated, right, from John Jay. What made you realize that you wanted to return to school, right? Because after John Jay, you went back to school. So why did you do that? Yes. So, well, first again, thank you. Thank you, uh, Steph, for, for the time today again. Um, yes. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I, after I came back from France, after a year, Mm -hmm. I um, I had another semester to finish my degree in forensic psychology. So I I did that and and uh, but but I knew already that um, my degree in forensic it was in forensic psychology mm -hmm. and I might have mentioned to you that my goal was to use that degree to become an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. That was the mm -hmm. the overarching goal, but. Towards the end of that forensic psychology degree, I started feeling um, a different interest. I started changing, you know, the the career interest that I had, and and I started feeling like, well, I want to help, but I don't want to go into law enforcement. So mm -hmm. just getting a little bit uh, a different kind of uh, interest, career interest. So I had that mindset already, but I I. I was one semester, I finished, I knew I wanted to get my degrees because it was both the bachelor's and master's. So I finished. But so what happened was when I came back from Paris, I had fallen in love with, with Paris, mm -hmm. right? So I was mm -hmm. desperate to go back. And and that, so I, I started feeling like, oh, I want a degree in, in human rights mm -hmm. and something human rights related. And so I applied to school in France for, for a degree that was called human rights. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I was just I, I need to go back. I need to to go back. So I yeah I, I got I got I, when I came back I got into um, something called the French Alliance. I continued um, studying French, and then I had to take an exam. It's similar to what you take to come if you want to come and study in, in the U.S. You need to take a, an exam called the TOEFL that is to measure uh, measure or test your mm -hmm. English level proficiency so I had to do the same to go to France but um, so I did all that bottom line is that I applied to school in France to get this human rights degree and I got in and um, but I remember it was my mom who told me so this is kind of like in terms of time stuff I come back I came back from France August um, I did a semester well actually no another year so we're talking about August I, I went to John Jay from September till May. That was my last year. Mm -hmm. So this is May. So so May in 2010 when I graduated from John Jay. And so I I applied, as mentioned, and but my mom said, why don't you apply to school here as well, mm -hmm. here in the US? 
But mind you, I, I really wanted to go back to France, right? So, but I felt like, okay, well, yeah, why not? And so I, I looked at programs to be quite honest that because I knew that there was this, you know, exam that you needed for grad school mm -hmm. and I didn't really want to take that GRE. <laughs> so I looked for schools that didn't require that. And I found NYU and I found NYU, the New York University had the program, some sort of the program, it was public administration. And I didn't know really like what that meant at the time, but mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, this says something about um, public service. So I applied and I happened to get in as well and stuff. So I felt when that happened, you know, it's kind of like you get a gut feeling, like you, you kind of get in, your intuition tells you like what the right thing to do is. And even though I really wanted to go back to France, I felt that, you know, I really, when I got into OU, when I apply, I saw that as this long shot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen for me, you know, but, but I got in. So I was like, wow. So <laughs> when that happened, I was like, well, um, I think that getting a degree from NYU in comparison to getting the degree from France, like that felt like that would be better for me career wise. Mm. So that's when I made the decision, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to go to NYU. Nice. And I just love how you shared, you know, from our last time that we were here, how you were nervous about going to, to France, right? And you almost quit it, right? You mm -hmm. almost came back. A lot of people probably did. Um, and then I love how that switched, right? You're like, I want to go back to France, right? Yes. Um, so it's cool to see how like you persevered and you continued and although your path changed, you didn't end up going over there, but it was great to see that you, you still thrived in another city, right? In another country. Um, Thank you for recognizing that. Yes. Like yeah. Sometimes you feel like oh, you want to give up, you want to quit, but that was not my case. So mm -hmm. I stayed. And then afterwards, you know, you learn so much, you grow so much, you yeah. learn a lot of another culture and, and it kind of becomes part of you. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, I, I actually wanted to, yeah, yeah, go back. But yeah, Destiny, that, Destiny had a different plan. Of course, yes. right? And I think it's so cool. Like, you even learned language. Yes. Like, you took a test yes. and you passed the test. So yeah. it just shows that you really, really loved France and you were really thinking of, of staying. Yeah, no, and the interview for the school, mm -hmm. it was uh, over the phone. But mm -hmm. the school, it, it was a, uh, uh, an interview with two French people over the phone phone for that Ooh. program in France wow. and so imagine and so I did it and and I and they took me so it was it wow. was it was good mm -hmm. right for to see like wow I did it like yeah. I was now I was going to school that was going to be actually in French but yeah. but yeah so no I happened to stay yeah here. no and like you said destiny had another way right yes. had another way up and I think that's so cool and NYU Right now you're in NYU. I would like to just hear what are some of the differences between NYU and John Jay, right? Because now it's a different level. You were as an undergrad, now you're going for your graduate school, mm -hmm. right? So what were some of the differences? What were some similarities? Also, John Jay is CUNY, mm -hmm. right? And, and New York, New, NYU is private, mm -hmm. right? So how are some of those differences? That, I, I love that you kind of giving me a space to talk about that imposter syndrome. Mm, mm -hmm, yes, because mm -hmm. that's very real. Yes. And I remember when I just told you, like, I felt like NYU was this big, like, this long shot, right? Yeah. Like, I applied, like, mm -hmm. like I, that, I don't lose anything by applying, but 
in, in, internally, I felt like, I don't think I'm going to get in. I'm just going to yes. apply. But I'm like, you know, for me, I, I, I saw like this, yeah, like this kind of impossible like host mm -hmm. thing. And yeah, so I graduated John Jay 2010, May 2010. And I, I got into NYU and my French school, you know, in that period, you know, like while I was graduating from John Jay. So I made the decision during the summer, okay, I'm staying here. And so I basically started right away. So I finished, oh, wow. okay. I, I graduated in May and I started NYU in September okay. of 2010. So mm -hmm. it was right, uh, right after. But so I think it was the, um, for me, those, uh, that, you know, being accepted to the school, uh, it kind of make me feel like you said, like, okay, you're going to a, a next level, mm -hmm. but a next level in terms of, um, the expectations. And what I mean is, uh, like you said, I went to John Jay, a, a public school, a public university that today I feel, uh, city university of New York is for me is the best yes, kind of education that I you can get. And right. So, but because I was very, I was not new, but it was like my first degree in the mm -hmm. U.S., right? Mm -hmm. So to a certain extent, I felt like CUNY might have been easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then now it's going to get harder. And, and it was and it wasn't. So I, um, I, I got my, both my bachelor's and master's in uh, CUNY. So I got, I had already done a master's degree, but it didn't feel like that because they were kind of mm -hmm. done at the same time. Yes. But to your point, this one was, yeah, the next kind of uh, level of education in terms of expectations. And, and it wasn't the beginning. And it was, you know, to give you some context in terms of you know, in the beginning, you feel that CUNY, you have more diversity. You know, you feel that they understand a little bit more about who you are in terms of background, your culture. It's it's more inclusive. Yes. That's CUNY. When I went to NYU, it didn't feel quite like that. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and it was a little tough in the beginning to adapt. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and again, I went in with this imposter syndrome, right? So I felt like, uh, am I going to be able to do my schoolwork here? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to do, to write the papers? Am I going to, and, and, and the first semester was a little difficult. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know, I actually, I can share with you today that, um, the first paper I wrote for, for my NYU class was, um, I got a C <laughs> and, and that was our first paper. And when I got that C back, I was like, I started crying. And mm. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it here. And you know what the beauty is that I did it and I did it just in a marvelous way, right? When I graduated mm -hmm. NYU. So to your question, the difference, the difference was that I felt more welcome mm. and more a little safer, I would say, mm. in CUNY in terms of the, the kind of the kind of environment mm -hmm. and that I felt like I again like more inclusivity mm -hmm. and when you was a little uh, in the beginning you know while I still I felt like I, I need to adapt here is that a little colder or a little um, 
yeah, like, do you do you understand who I am? Or mm -hmm. you, you know, like, and I actually, um, I can share something that happened later also in, in another class that, you know, I had to kind of use my voice. Um, there was a, a class in math, it was a statistics class, and this might be, might have been a little later, like first, second semester, and, um, and, and we were having this math class, and I, I raised, uh, I remember raising my hand, and, and I had a math question, and I remember the professor answered back and said, um, yeah, you know, sometimes for uh, people that were, that for English is their second language, um, it's a little bit harder, you know, mm. and I remember that, and I, you know what happened, like, the whole class just went silent, Wow! <laughs> right, so, and I, it took me a second, and I was like, I didn't say much, and I, it, you know, and, and I left it as that, mm -hmm. but then afterwards, I was like, huh, this is not okay, No. right, so I emailed that professor, and I said, I actually need to speak with you. And I went there and I spoke. I think I actually wrote an email and I said, I don't think what you did today was correct. And I said, here in our program, most of the students are international. And I don't think that you saying what you said is correct because you are going to prevent people from speaking up out of fear mm -hmm. of, you know, not feeling comfortable. And so that, that was supposedly, I think, a teaching moment, although I don't know if that helped her yeah. at all. But I felt like I needed to use my voice for that. So I just gave you those two examples to kind of like make you um, uh, feel like what I went through a little bit no, and kind of adapted. <laughs> I appreciate that you said that because, you know, um, math isn't another language. Mm. Math, you know, it's difficult, yes, but it doesn't require you to learn English. You know what I'm saying? So that was very, that was not okay. That was not okay. But that was kind of like to give you an example, step of comp the, the comparison between CUNY and, and NYU and how... I don't. I think I'm back at NYU now, but it's kind of like I feel that today, at least, it may be a little bit more understanding. But mm. we're talking back in 2010, yeah. and and not too long ago, and it was yeah, it was it was a so it was a hard shift in terms yeah. of environments and, mm -hmm. and inclusivity. But I I think I made my my mark. <laughs> yeah, no, and I appreciate that because a lot of students, right when we teach classes, the first schools that they say are CUNY schools. Mm -hmm. And then when I do mention NYU or Columbia, schools like this, mm -hmm. they're like, oh no, we can't, we can't apply. Mm -hmm. And the question I ask is why? Mm -hmm. Why can't you apply to it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of students that come from different countries, they feel like they're not able to get there. Mm -hmm. They're not able to do it because maybe they don't know the language. Mm -hmm. Today, I, I had a class and one student was like, can I go to college knowing Spanish and not knowing English, I was like, of course you can, you know, <laughs> like sometimes they just don't know mm -hmm. and they limit themselves to community colleges and not saying they're bad, but they, they're able to do more and they're afraid to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's that, that's that imposter syndrome that mm -hmm. you feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. And what we're, what we're saying is, oh yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we, it's okay if we, if we feel that you know that doubt it's it's okay it, it's not it's not a, a sin to mm -hmm. feel like to have that thought but it would be bad to stay there yeah. right so you may feel it 
But even if you feel it, it's like, no, it's okay. I'm going to do it because I can't, I'm able to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make it. So that happened to me and then and I, and I did it. Yeah, <laughs> and you did it, right? And can you just remind me of your major? It was uh, public administration. So it was the Wagner, NYU Wagner School. And it's the school for public service. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I loved hearing your experience and talking about that imposter syndrome. A lot of students feel it, mm -hmm. even in high school, even younger, especially when you're coming in from another country. Um, it's it's definitely something that a lot of people feel. Very, very. Um, and I, I loved hearing your experience from John Jay and NYU, comparing them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to learn more about NYU because that was kind of where I can say like the birthplace of love, yes. right? The, the program that we're in today, the organization. Yes. Yes. Um, so just, I just want to know a little bit more, right? How did you begin having the idea of Latinas on the Verge of Excellence, which is our organization today. Yes. Well, yeah, NYU was a, a, a big, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I would say, the, the place where everything started, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, so after that imposter syndrome I've, and, and overcoming that, started to thrive, right? Yes. So, so that was great. And so what happened? So when I came back from France, I, um, I had to find a job. Mm -hmm. I've always worked part-time and go to school part-time. Mm -hmm. So it took a little while to find a job. So I started, uh, I came back August. I started NYU September. I think I got a job in October. Mm -hmm. And it was for this nonprofit, um, for a nonprofit that had different programs, mm -hmm. but the first program that they um, that they hired me for was for a mental health and substance abuse program, mm -hmm. and that kind of I guess was based on my degree in forensic psychology. So I started going to the program and I worked in that program, you know, starting uh, October 2010. So I was already at NYU, and. Uh, it kind of didn't really fit in terms of what I wanted. And I worked there maybe for like six months, maybe like my first and second semester at NYU. And so, but I felt like, okay, no, I'm not, I, I'm not feeling it. So I, I knew that the organization had different programs. And so I asked to be transferred mm. and um, they said, yeah, we need someone to help us with this other program that I had no, no idea mm -hmm. about. And, um, but they said it's a, it's a suicide prevention program. Mm -hmm. So that happened maybe, Steph, in the, you know, my, my second semester at, at NYU. And, and so I was transferred. So that's when destiny happened. Yes. Um, and I started working for this program called Life is Precious. Mm -hmm. And... And uh, at, at that time, they had programs in Brooklyn and the Bronx. Mm. And I could tell you today, I can tell you today that I didn't know what I was going to find. And mm. that that's the what shaped my life, that, that experience. So they transferred me. They said, this is an art, uh, an art therapy program. Mm. So it was based on art therapy. And my job, they said, was... Um, it's going to be to do to be an intake counselor, and you're going to be in charge of interviewing the students that um, are referred by partner hospitals. Mm. And um, so I said, okay. But then I I started um, when I started the program. Then I started realizing what it was 
about mm-hmm. and 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 the, the the tough you know situation that I was going to find and that's when um, you know I will have conversations with the girls that will come to join the program and there was you know I, I would learn that they had tried to commit suicide and and this program um, was created specifically for young Latinas and I didn't know anything about again the cha- this challenges I, mm-hmm. I had no idea and um, and so I, I, I was meeting young Latinas every day that kept saying that they had no reason to to live right and that they they had tried to commit suicide because that was the only way out so I I felt like I can tell you that um, I, I stayed in the program for like six months. Mm-hmm. I it was really hard um, in terms of going for me. That's not that that today I can tell you that was not work. That was not a job. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that yeah, I would, I would go to the program, but it became something very personal. It mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. you know hearing the girls and just I became very close with the students in the program and. Um, and I started having dreams of, you know, with the girls every night. Mm. And so that was my second semester at NYU. So I started feeling like, okay, this because again, like that became personal. And it was very, very hard for me to hear those stories. So I, I said, I, I have to quit the program um, so I could continue the, my school. But I, I remember very clearly um, telling the girls, I'm, I have to go, I, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, but I promise you that I'm going to do something. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, because this cannot continue the way it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And that, so I left the, um, the program and that's when everything started at NYU in mm-hmm. terms of creating the, the organization. Wow. And that's beautiful, you know, and now, you know, I loved hearing your story about life is precious and the girls and, you know, because that's what we do today, right? We have a space for the girls to share their feelings, share their thoughts in a safe space. And, you know, I can imagine how impactful that could be. Seeing a a young woman, right, young Latina and and them sharing, well, I just try to kill myself because of this, this, this. I don't want to live. So I can imagine that that could, that could take a toll, right? Oh, it was really hard. Yeah. It was but really hard. I can, yeah, I can imagine. But I love how you kept that promise, right? Yes. And you kept that promise like we're going to do something. Yes. And you did, yes. right? And thank you for that because this program has touched a lot of girls, um, you know, across the city. It's just amazing to see how love came to be, yes. right? And, um, yeah, and then for next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about love and the your NYU classes. How did it actually come together, right? So thank you so much, Claudia. You're leading us into what love is. Latinas on the Verge of Excellence, our organization today. Um, and thank you for the time. To be continued, Steph. To be continued. <laughs> thank you awesome. so much. Thank you.